So did you ever, did you hear about campus campus to Canton? I have heard about it. Yes, I need to learn much more about the campus to Canton format. Where would you do that? <laughs> well, at campuscan.com. If only we had access to campuscanton.com and a promo code. Well, what if we had a promo code that could save you ten percent off? That sounds pretty good to me. Where do Tech I find is that? Starting as low as three dollars a month. But here's what I recommend you do. I have to. I have to add this in. You only get to use that ten percent off one time. Yes, you can only use it one time, Fanero. So use it on a whole one year package, I not agree. your three dollar a month package, because you want to save on the whole oh, year, not yeah. just one year. But then you can get different packages all the way on up. I recommend you get at least the middle tier just for the right amount of content. And you learn Campus to Canton with us. Maybe someday you're in a league with us. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. You think we can get enough listeners to start a league with us? I don't know. <laughs> we don't can know try. <laughs> I'm kind of scared. Because <laughs> if we do, you'll be going up against Finero and I. We'll be <laughs> sharing a team. And taking you on, and, I, and I'll be honest, I'm kind of intimidated of this format. I'll be diving in for my first time, too. I'm in a lot of Devi leagues, Dynasty leagues. This next step could be intimidating. I can't think of a better place for us to learn it than campuscamp.com. We talked about this with Felix Sharp, and I, there's just no better way to get better at Dynasty and to get better at Devi than to take on this big challenge. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough. We have a lot of bumps and learning curves, but we're gonna have campusdecanton.com to help us out. So you're gonna have the same tool we will. So see if you can beat us. It is a learning journey. Come on it with us. And as Felix said, let Campus Canton be that parachute that slows everything down, makes us land smoothly into this next format. Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. Let's go! Let's get this show going, man. Hurry up, hurry up! With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fanero. never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Let's go. Welcome back to Rookie Fever episode. And here, as always, with the Feverish Fenero. What episode is this? Is this 267, 268? I'm going to say 268. 268. I'm not good at counting. <laughs> People would think that we would be better at this because we just had a show drop on Monday. Yeah. And I know it's I know it's somewhere encrypted in that show, but we don't <laughs> have it here with us this evening. <laughs> we will look into that. But this is an episode, and I'm here as always with Feverish Fenero. This is an episode, and I am here. We're going to do some undrafted <laughs> free agents. We did this nice. show last year. Yes, we did. Per your recommendation, <laughs> I listened to it again today. It's a good and show. That episode rocked. Like, whoever yeah. was in charge of that show back then, like, wow. <laughs> Those guys crushed it. It's a pretty good show, that and Rookie Fever. With a bit of surprisingly good advice throughout the show that, I, I mean, we could practically play it back and not even do tonight's show, and people still might get some good ideas of, of no joke, where this dude. is going you're, to go. You're kind of kidding, but I agree with you. Before we hop into that, Fenero, mm -hmm. I, 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 I want the mic for a second, and feel, you got feel, it. feel free to interject here. Okay. 
I I left our Monday show with a little bit of guilt. Like a it's I don't know if it's a guilty I, I almost want to say guilty pleasure, but it's not. There's no pleasure to this guilt. I felt I feel wrong about why I said on our show why I don't like Jalen Tolbert. And I feel like mm. I I expect more from an analyst that I may listen to and I, I wanna give more to whoever's listening to us. I don't think that that was fair. Even though, you know, I'm trying to get a good pulse on this too, and I, I do have my stubborn ways. Next week, we have some awesome guests on the show. Okay, there's a reason I'm saying this. And then the week after, we don't have a guest scheduled, and I'm assuming we're going to keep it that way. So by that show, I am going to try my hardest to like Jalen Tolbert. And I mean that totally, completely, sincerely, because there's no reason. It, okay, first of all, if I'm going to look at a player, I'm going to try to find a reason for you to try to acquire him, for you to add him to your team. So that's what I, that's how I'm going to approach this. I'm going to be looking for a reason for me to go out and acquire Jalen Tolbert at our today's price point and then to give you that advice. So I'm going to try my hardest to like Jalen Tolbert. That's going to be my homework for Rookie Fever Nation. And and I've already started it, don't get me wrong, but I'm just not ready to dive into it because I just had this thought like, wow, that was really, that was weak. Um, and and a couple people have reached out to me. I want to say this truly from my heart, like no lies, Fenero, no lies. If you have reached out to me about Jalen Tolbert telling me that you like him, if you're curious, if you reached out to me, you weren't the person I was talking about. You truly weren't. Like the person I was talking about has not and probably will not reach out to me, but it wasn't anybody that reached out to me. But there have been some people, respectable people that I like that have reached out to me about Jalen Tolbert. And, you know, it, it makes me think that that was pretty ignorant of me to say that. So I apologize to our listeners. Fenero, I apologize to you. I'll, I'll dive in quite a bit deeper on Jalen Tolbert, the Dallas situation. But that's not a conversation for today because we truly are here to talk about some undrafted free agents, how we feel about them. But I do did feel that I wanted to throw that up front of the show that I, I felt like I owed an apology. I don't think you need to go that far. I think there's a there's a lesson to be learned, of course. Yeah, it's all, our mic. It's our mic. All, <laughs> That's one lesson. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our biases, and, and some of them um, are valuable that you can carry with you from year to year, and others are probably ones that you should take a step back and look at. And that's all you realize. You're like, oh, you know what? Like, this is a bias that I have that doesn't have enough foundation. Let me go look for my foundation and make a judgment on my own before I um, judge this player based on somebody I – don't appreciate their their takes on most of the time. <laughs> sure, I get it, dude. I, yeah, I, yeah. I we all do it. That's why I think it's valuable. Uh, one that you brought it up. Two that you were truthful about it. And even lastly, again, no apology needed at all. But lastly, kind of saying, well, hey, I'm just going to put myself in check on that one and get back to you guys. I like it. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and, and this is this is going to include like price point, ease of buy. Right. Yep. And, and everything. So some undrafted free agents. Yeah, dude. There's a couple of those guys out there. There are, man. This, it felt, it felt like a tougher exercise for me than last year. I did something different, Swags. I want to tell you what I did different this year. Yeah, let's hear it. 
it's a it's an odd way to approach this, but um, I did it kind of because you know we you and I often talk about how you kind of hear the same thing over and over again on Twitter, and you just assume it's truth, or you start even worse making it your own opinion. Um, I kept on hearing over and over and over again. Kennedy Brooks got paid. He's like one of the highest paid UDFAs uh, in this in after the NFL draft. But it, but yet I I was almost positive all the UDFAs get paid the same exact amount. Like I remember like factually hearing that, and I'm not wrong. They all get paid the same exact amount. The difference, which is substantial, is the guaranteed money. So I went on Sports Track. Dot com, which is where I look at all my players' contracts, where I, I want to see, okay, how long how long does uh, Miles Sanders have left on his contract? What is he getting paid? Like, anytime I've ever go there, that's where I go. I went there, and I sorted all the UDFAs by offense. Didn't want to look at the defensive players. Then, obviously, I sorted them by the guaranteed money. And lo and behold, Kennedy Brooks was the second highest paid in guaranteed money at nearly a quarter million. All these UDFAs, they only get $2.5 They all get the same amount, like I said. But do they really get it if they get cut? No. So, like, that is <laughs> that is kind of a factual statement when people say Kennedy Brooks really got paid. Oddly enough, the highest paid was Strong. Carson Strong also uh, picked up by the Eagles at three hundred and twenty. So everybody knows who Carson Strong is. If this is the first time I'm hearing Kennedy Brooks' name, who who am I and who are you talking about? Kennedy Brooks is a running back that the Eagles picked up immediately. A priority ad paid him the uh, second most guaranteed money, and the reason I believe that he has been so hot on waiver wires or even in drafts, to be quite honest with you. He was picked up in a four-rounder uh, four uh, just last week in, in, a, in a draft I was in. It's just that Miles Sanders, last year of his contract, Miles Sanders, 12 games, uh, missing four to five games each of the last two years, and then you only have Kenneth Gainwell. And when I say only have Kenneth Gainwell, he was really shelved last week. They, they are last year. Sorry. Uh, even when Miles Sanders was hurt, they seemed to like just really pivot off of him and go over to Boston. So there's like, there's room on this depth chart for sure. Um, to see a little bit of him this year and to absolutely be considered for next year and see UDFA. So all you're really hoping for, and we, we definitely drilled this home last year, and I, we got to do it again in case no one heard that episode. All you're looking for here, it's going to sound like we're looking for playing time. All you're looking for is for these players to make the team. That's all we're looking for. Like, can they make the team? We're not trying to say that Kennedy Brook is going to take over for Miles Sanders halfway through. Yeah, I'll skip to the end. All you're looking for is the first person to send you a third and just accept yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Actually, and funny enough, most, dude. On most of these guys. Funny enough, last year, Javion, Javion Hawkins was the big name. Little yeah. dude, 170 pounds, I think, 5'8". Little yep. guy, uh, which is why I'm so motivated to get these these running backs that are bigger. Bigger, you know, built for the game. Um, we were talking on that show. Where I, I could not get him for a third. Like he, the, the guy was offered a third in three different teams. He's like, I can't do it, man. It's the same yeah. offer I'm getting from everybody else. And it's just like, I remember debating that well, with you. you. Can I'm like, Brian Robinson this year for a third. Can you? Yeah. Oh, right. You drafted him there. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Excellent point. Yeah. Honestly, dude, that whole show last year, we, 
20 minutes up front was about Jared Patterson and Javian Hawkins, and we were both completely off Javian Hawkins, and we were on Jared Patterson, and Jared Patterson made the team. Not only did he make the team, he got to play last year, which is even better, right? Yeah. So that's what we're looking for in this little exercise is go find the UDFA that makes the team, and like you said, Swags, maybe get a third with the hype or maybe something midseason. Yeah, you're going to – I mean, I, I had ample opportunities probably last year to sell Jarrett Patterson for a third. Probably took advantage of some some of them, and probably some of them, you know, I was just like, yeah, it's only a third, you know, and I so wish I did that now, even for the fun of being in a draft. <laughs> Needless, you know what I mean? Needless to yeah. say, because I had more Patterson. Needless to say, now Brian Robinson is there. So, sure. you know, and, and that's kind of almost what you're looking for in the end is some kind of payout. Yep. And even sometimes when you're throwing in your fab money on some of these guys, I'm thinking like, how much is a third round pick worth or how much is a second mm-hmm. round pick worth? Because that's what I'm going to actually try to do with this player sure. when I get him. But man, a lot of the players we mentioned on last year's show at some point you could have gotten some kind of pick for or something Mm -hmm. and now you can't yeah worthless spent a lot of time on those detroit wide receivers yeah you might be looking for brian robinson too much (laughs) and and i hate to spoil the whole show i do want to put perspective on that guaranteed money like two hundred and fifty thousand doesn't sound like a lot but um, of the 202 offensive players, um, 146 of them were given no guaranteed money. None. And if you average out the other players, it was $21,295. So $250,000 in perspective is is probably going to make the team, to be honest. Like, a good so that's chance a good he thing. makes the team. Very good team. And, and there's a good chance, and this has nothing to do with with injury history or any player in the NFL, quite honestly, but there's a good chance that one of two running backs being Gainwell or Miles Sanders is going to get injured at some point, and then sure. you're going to have an opportunity to do exactly what Fenero and I have kind of suggested. And at that point, you can probably even get a second. <laughs> people hate Miles Sanders enough to where that once people catch on, like that's going to be an easy flip for a third. But if there's one injury in season, you take advantage of that opportunity and don't get too excited. But with, with that guaranteed money, he's probably going to make the team. So this is for the listeners, a little quiz, and then you can try your best swags. Don't worry. Don't don't hurt your brain on this one because you're not going to come up with it. Who do you think the highest paid UDFA from last year was? Like I said, don't hurt your brain. But the listener, you're giving the listeners a chance to think about it. But I was very surprised. Yeah. What I will say they want, is – They just want to know. What I will say is he, he made the team – to this exercise, this point, he made the team. He got paid guaranteed money, 392000 guaranteed. He was the highest paid last year by over 190000 so quite a bit. Sammy Reyes made the team. <laughs> Believe it was the Washington Redskins, and he's still sitting there. I don't think he's going to stay wow. on the team. Yeah. Probably so, not. So I think this is just an exercise in some of this means stuff. Some of us gives us some green flags as opposed to red flags. But there's just a few of these players that are actually going to hit. Listen to the whole episode. I guarantee one of them's going to one of them's one of them's going to be worth more than they're worth right now, which right. is basically free. I promise you that. So yeah. maybe you one can figure it out be, with us. Be cut by the time we release the show. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Unlikely, but yes, very, <laughs> very soon. I agree. 
<laughs> so where do you want to start with this? Who do you have from this year's? So I I wanted to start because we talked about Kennedy Brooks a little bit at the end of last show, and we'll probably talk, or I will probably want to talk about another running back that we also talked about at the end of last show. I want to talk about a guy that I just picked up in three leagues for free that is the third highest guaranteed money that, honestly, I had to do some research on before I even knew who he was. This is a wide receiver. You're teasing um, us too much. Tonight, I know. You there. love that, don't you? Kevin Austin. Kevin Austin, wide receiver out of Notre Dame. He was actually um, NFL com, NFL.com's Lance Zerline had him ranked between Calvin Austin, who went to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the fourth round, and Danny Gray, who went to San Francisco in the third. He had him graded right between those two players. He was projected to go in the third or fourth round. So you're like, well, why did he get undrafted? Like, how did he fall that far? Two big reasons. He was suspended for all of 2019. That never sits well with the NFL. That was for reported violation of team rules, though. We're not talking about any domestic violence or anything like that. I want to clear that up. But he missed the whole season due to that, Swags. That's not a good thing. Then the very next season, 2020, broken foot. Missed that whole season. That's why he fell. Um, but there's a lot to like about this guy and he, he lands with the Jacksonville Jaguars as a UDFA. So we have Zay Jones in the final year of his contract, Treadwell in a one year deal, Chenault struggled in the second year, which is kind of an approve it year. He's got an absolute chance to make this team. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a guy to make this team. This is a name that I have not heard on any other show. This is a name I have not seen an article on. And it, I feel like I'm kind of going out on a limb a little bit with I, that horrible. Shit, I'm 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 kind of hearing about him for the first time on this yeah, show too. <laughs> exactly, his production profile is not going to jump out at you. So I feel like I'm I'm definitely going out on a limb here. But I do th- I do sniff enough positive on this guy where I'm going to pick him up for zero dollars or one dollar. Sure. I'm going to sit on him this whole preseason and see if he makes the team. That's that's what I'm doing. And I have him in a lot of different places. And I probably will have them more. I just don't have that daily waiver ad in every league. So I have to wait a week to see if I can get them in another one. But, um, but yeah, no, I, that, that's, that's the guy that really kind of jumped off the page to me. Um, I don't, the, the ones I typically want to go for are running backs because you just find out about them sooner, which we talked about on last week's show. But this is a wide receiver that, um, is off the radar that I thought should be on people's radars. Deep yeah. leagues, and deep like leagues. Said for free taxi squads. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. And some of it, too, is just kind of looking at your rosters and kind of being like, okay, it's time to cut bait on this guy and just try something new. And and yeah, that's what I did. It's probably going to be wore out, too, you know, but Mm -hmm. you never know. And then maybe you you get a pick for next year. Yeah, there was a there was a league I had Carlos uh, Hyde. (laughs) I'm not I don't need Carlos Hyde on this team. I'll take this flyer. It's that kind of thing. How do you feel, and I don't know the guaranteed money on this player, how do you feel about Zacondre White Ooh, Miami? interesting. <sighs> um, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. What is, do you know, like, his size? You know, like, I'm big Six on that. Six foot, 206. Oh, okay, I like so it. He's not, not super thick, a little bit taller. I don't, I don't hate that, dude. I like that call. He's not on my list. Zacondre White. He was, um... Miami has Raheem Mostert. Yeah, and a couple of my mocks, I remember he somebody accidentally drafted him thinking it was 
Zamir White. Because <laughs> it was Z White. That's yeah. how I. That's how I honestly. That's how I know him. Very. Yeah, I like it, so, dude. Like, I think he played tailback for a yeah. little bit and then yeah. moved to the running back position. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Something like that, though. But more just that landing spot like because i'm that's like a lot you're looking at the money which i think is an awesome way to look at it too but then i'm just kind of throwing in you've worked with me long enough to know i go after those spots where i see nothing i like and yeah that's yep, miami's thing to me so that's where i'm looking for the opportunities and i i, I just wonder if i see one there it's going to be tough, though. You know, he's got to, like we said, still make the team. Some of these guys, their best chance is maybe even special teams. Yeah, and that's, that doesn't very always true. help our fantasy teams right away. But if it helps them get on that team, then maybe that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the running back position in particular, as you bring up, like it's like probably one of the most often injured positions. So. Um, if you're ever going to get a shot at looking at a guy, it's running back. So I like that. I'm trying to figure out what he got paid, but I can't find him. So that's not a good sign. <laughs> can't find that. Can't find that guaranteed money swags. But like, again, I take that all with a grain of salt. I think, uh, yeah, no guaranteed money. He's on the no guaranteed money list. That's all right. That it, Again, um, I, I, I like where your head's at uh, infinitely more. You want to look at opportunity for sure. Who's in front of them? Uh, that's the biggest. That's the biggest shot any of these players have, and then especially at the running back position because uh, the the case I just made for Austin that that's today. Austin's not hitting the field in 2022, right? You know what I mean. So in 2023, there's a new draft class. So like Austin, or Austin's chances are infinitely smaller. I don't care what guaranteed money he got than a running back in a backfield like you had said you don't like. You know, so. That's just as valid. I, mean, I, I know that there's people liking that backfield because they're willing to pick up scraps and mm-hmm. it may help their team if it stays that way or <laughs> how they think it's going to be. But I don't think anybody loves that backfield. Right. I hope not. I, I, re- <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> I mean, it's not one I want to invest in. So that's probably the definition of don't like. But but I think White is one of those running backs that you might be able to to flip. Okay. At yeah. some point, I like that one. And like you said, still like low investment. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, there's only I could, there's only one player I really ran into that I felt like okay, maybe maybe this guy <laughs> hits or like really gets you that trade value that you're looking for. And then there, and then I've got one from the tight end garden that I was like, yeah, maybe, but it's going to take some time. And that's Jalen Wiedemeyer. Yeah, I have but a moment he's list. in Buffalo, and you've got Dawson Knox there. One year is one year left on his, just and this then, year on his contract. And then OJ Howard, just this who, one year, who honestly give me OJ Howard in front of Knox, as crazy as people think that is. But oh wow, on the cheap for a tight end that could be in one of the best situations he's had just because he doesn't have Rob Gronkowski in front of him. He appears to be healthy. But Wiedemeyer is somebody I would be willing to put in my tight end garden with no expectations for year one. And the word out of camp is that new offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey is has high interest in doing two tight end sets, which yeah. Brian DeBall did not. Uh, adopt while he was there so now you have two tight ends out there so now you're uh your guy's uh an injury away 
honestly, the the crazy thing is, you might be able to go get get Jalen, and then go trade him for Austin Hooper, and and put some points in your lineup this year, and then in a few years, somebody somebody's gonna drop Jalen Wiedemeyer along the way. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's probably the move to make if you have him. And that's why I said, like, half-jokingly at the beginning of the show, but if anybody offers you, like, a third for most of these players, just hit accept. (laughs) These UDFAs, like, if you're going to pick up, if you're going to pick up off waivers a tight end, I'm going to advise you to to pick one that was drafted, to be quite honest. Um, A UDFA that's also a tight end, that is a really, really rough road. Running backs are definitely the best chance your UDFAs have. Yeah. Um, but you did pick the one. I told you he's on my list. You did pick the one that if you're going to be so bold and you're going to bury one, let's say you're in a two tight end league. Um, they tend to be the boldest of fantasy players. <laughs> they just grab whatever tight ends out there, to be quite honest. Uh, I like it. Um, also high profile offense. Again, back to the rumors I was talking about, about two, uh, two tight end sets. That doesn't hurt you at all. One name I told you that we mentioned at the end of last show is a running back that I have to bring up again is Abram Smith, New Orleans Saints. I picked him up everywhere I can. Broke out last year with 1,600 rushing yards. Uh, I think he had a good to great landing spot in New Orleans. He has a direct path to the RB3 job. He's only behind uh, 32-year-old Mark Ingram, who's entering the final year of his contract. Um, and one would argue that, that, that Smith's kind of like a poor man Ingram. Like he's a step a little bit more athletic. So I think, oh, and uh, to your point earlier, um, he has a ton of special teams experience. So I think this is another player that makes the team. Yeah. And sometimes, like you said, that's the path you need. Yeah. And then if there's an injury, you're the next man up. <laughs> that's and- certainly the first step is making the team. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely a big yeah. one. <laughs> So I have to ask a question. Okay. Would you prefer Carson Strong or Gardner Minshew? Gardner Minshew. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I guess that's all we need to say about Carson Strong. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's like a flyer's flyer. Like he's he's tough. Um I think he I the note I have for him because he was the highest paid is you're just hoping he backs somebody up, like directly backs somebody up. So you're hoping that he sticks with the Eagles, which I think he will. Um, as the third quarterback on that team. And then if Gardner leaves, what you're hoping is that he steps up enough in practice and blah, blah, blah to be the two behind Hurts yeah. if he stays or the new quarterback when they draft one. Yeah. So you just or hope even behind Gardner if Jalen yeah. gets hurt. That's all you have. Or Gardner, yeah. I feel like Gardner, you saw like this offseason. I mean, people were, I mean, teams were just trying so hard to find a quarterback. If Gardner gets released, he's got to be in that mix again. I think he's in, I, honestly, I put him in there with Mariota now and even Trubisky. I put him in that group right now. Like they, they've been kind of around. We've seen stuff from all of them. A team will take a chance as a bridge quarterback and maybe I get a season out of Gardner somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know that I ever get that with Carson Strong. Right. And, and you would almost need that whole scenario you just mentioned to happen. And with Gardner, you know, at some point with Gardner Minshew, you're going to get a stretch, even if it's not go. a season. There you go. That's we're going to get a stretch again, yeah. whether it's on another team due to injury get or yep. Philadelphia due to injury. Sure. I'm actually really excited to see that stretch. However, whenever it happens, 
Cause just because he's somebody I'm going to always want to cheer for and root for. I agree. And hope that I was right about. And I hope that we get to see it again. But he's still really young. Story. You know, he's really young still. Mm-hmm. And he has shown a small amount of success in a really bad situation in the NFL. So, yeah. yeah, I'll always be cheering for the kid. And I think, you know, even if you want to put him in a Case Keenum category, even Case sure. Keenum got signed for some starting gigs in Denver and Washington at, at yeah. some points, even if it was short-lived. So I think we'll see Gardner again. But, yeah, Carson Strong, I'm out on. If you get offered anything, <laughs> I think you take it. I don't even want to play the hold game, Panero. <laughs> no, I agree. Just grab and go. And, and you know, I think I think the, the, the going thing is, is when you have a starter in Superflex, you usually can get a third. You know, you'll get a third. You're not gonna yeah, get. If, you're not gonna if, get that for Carson Strong. I don't see a path no, where you're getting a third. A lot needs to happen to yeah, for Carson a, Strong. A ton. Carson Strong. I mean, a little bit could happen to where somebody's like, okay, dude, I'll give you a second. Yep. Just because I accidentally see something and I created this narrative. Sure. sure. <laughs> but you know, you're probably never gonna get the first. And, and nothing's impossible, right? I mean, it it, it could certainly happen somehow that we see him and and you some can, things are so unlikely yeah so unlikely so can i give you another running back yeah tyler goodson out of iowa um i think he makes a 53-man roster here again uh aaron jones and and aj Dillon uh, clearly form one of the best tandems in the nfl we're not trying to say he's going to crack that shell but um behind those two we have seventh rounder kylan hill who suffered a torn ACL on October 28th, and Patrick Taylor, an undrafted free agent of 2020 who failed to make the roster last summer. Yeah. I think is a nice little path for an RB3 spot here. Again, we're looking for players to make the roster, particularly at running back. If Aaron Jones was to get hurt, who's to say that A.J. Dillon doesn't um, run the ball with Tyler Goodson, right? I was just thinking that it sucks like being somebody like Kylan Hill, a seventh-round <laughs> pick and getting injured yeah because you know they don't really care about him a lot no you know it's not like if saquon barkley gets injured and you have like all the best medical team around you paying attention to how it's going you're you're just like oh oh yeah we should probably call kylan and see how he's doing you know what i mean honestly yeah. and i, I don't even want to laugh facility and he's but... no it's, there's some truth to it though yeah i know i, I mean quite honestly i'm, I'm not even yeah. Trying to be funny here. <laughs> I know it's funny, but the the truth is, uh, what I'm saying is there's a there's a path to opportunity here because yes. of that. I agree, 100. percent And that's 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 why his name's on the list. I think you also most people heard that name. That's is not. I did not pull a Kevin Austin out that you may have all heard of for the first time on the show. I think most of you have heard of Tyler Goodson. He did go undrafted. Um, but, um, he had a decent profile in 21. He rushed for 1151 yards. Um, also happened to reel in 31 catches in that season for 247 and three seasons. He rushed for over 2,500 yards and 70 catches and 19 touchdowns. So he's doing it in college. He's doing it. Um, so I think we knew this name and I think the landing spot on the surface looks pretty shitty because of those two backs that we both uh well i i don't want to speak for you that that are very valuable in fantasy so you know do you really want the third running back in this group yes you do you want the third running back (laughs) you absolutely want the third running back in this offense and if he can be that 
we're back to what we said. Just got to make the team, man. Then just got to make the team. Yeah. I like you got it. one for me? I do, but I only have one more, and I know he's going to be on your list. Everybody's probably waiting to to hear this ah, name that guy. mentioned. Go for so it. I don't know if we just go there right away, or I, I don't know what you've got, but I only have one or two more. So let's let's talk about your boy, Justin Ross. Yep, big name, big name. I, I think that there's a good chance that they spread it around a little bit there. Is there a, a chance that he's part of that? Like even Patrick Mahomes is set, and you know this. Patrick Mahomes, in my in my opinion, drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire with the acceptance of his coaches. So, I mean, it's not like his talk is any more than coach talk to me. And, again, I'm not trying to be funny. But Patrick Mahomes did say, I'm excited to see what he's got. You know, he made it sound like he looks good on the field. We saw that catch. You know, it's just a catch. Yep. How do you feel about Justin Ross, though? And it is all that's going to get in the way is the injury? So if Justin Ross was free, I would I would like him. He's not. He's getting drafted. I picked him um, up off waivers one time. Oh, there you go. So so I like that. I, I I like that. Anything above that, like if I have to use a rookie pick on him, because I think what I think what Kansas City did, and the Kansas City was smart to do it. If he can if he can come back to even eighty percent of what he was his rookie and sophomore season with that with those wheels at six four two hundred and ten pounds, it's going to be worth that that. What the I just told you what they're spending on him, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> At max, they're spending two point five million on him just to see if he can get healthy over the next six months. That's it. Perhaps yeah. even over the next year. Maybe they have no plans to ever put him on the field in all of twenty twenty two and just rehab him and I mean, see they, if they, they can grab him Josh later. Gordon. There you go. That's a really good point. I, I think it's an excellent flyer for the Chiefs. I don't know if it's a great flyer for your fantasy team because I think you're gonna probably get tired of him before you know what he's worth. But if you have a deep roster, once again, I can't imagine he's any better or worse than anyone that we've had on this list thus far. Um, and in fact, he's a name everybody knows. So you have that hype, and that hype does usually translate into some fantasy value. So, like, if there's anything, like, you already saw the catch, like you said, right, Swags? This guy, he's got a quote saying, I'm ready to prove everybody wrong. It's the perfect underdog story. Everybody loves a fantastic comeback story. Who doesn't like that, right? How many Rocky movies are there? Like, (laughs) this is absolutely a picture where the narrative could sell the player to somebody. Like, right? yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so regardless of whether he's healthy, I know where just like the player gives up and he's like, you know what? They must have been right about me. <laughs> Thought I was going to go in the first round for sure, but second round didn't go. Thir- I mean, honestly, 31 teams were dead right about me. <laughs> I, you know, I, I must suck. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm only a little down on him because he's getting drafted. <laughs> the Chiefs, but... Chiefs signed me. I don't know why. <laughs> They're dumb. Free money. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, I, I got him in a fifth round of the rookie you, draft you know. and felt dirty about it, but I still was like, you know, what the hell, man? It's a fifth round pick. Exactly. What the hell? So now, yeah. what does it take to pry him for, from you at this point? I send you a 2023 fourth. Yours. Yeah, yeah. So you know it's gonna probably be late. Yeah. Oh, of course. It's your team. <laughs> it's, let's not why be else silly. Did you, why else yeah. did it matter whose it was? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, twenty yeah. twenty twenty four third for yeah yeah because I yeah, you're Justin Ross absolutely you just got in the absolutely one hundred percent. I'll hit that one quicker than the other one to be honest. 
What about? I know it's a year out further out, but it's a third versus a fourth, a late now, third. <laughs> if I send, I'm going to send him to you. Mm-hmm. You're getting my Justin Ross, and I want your 2024 fourth today. Yep. Or do I have to get a little, little, little excited about some training? today? Today. Um. I want your 2024 fourth. Well, you t- could that's, get him. Maybe that will turn be, it that into will, a third. Maybe. That will be the 412, so I could be convinced that that's not very valuable. Do you think a day comes where you can get a second or some Brian Edwards no. that week where you can no. get a first for Brian Edwards? No. Remember I'll that say week? A, I'll, yeah, I do remember that week. That's a week I wish I took advantage of for goddamn sure. <laughs> <laughs> Traded you him almost straight up for Terrace Marshall. Um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll probably just, I'll probably just hold on. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll just hold on. It doesn't move the needle either way to make a, to even, you know. Is set there it up any the difference queue. though with a player like Justin Ross? Because in my head, I'm kind of thinking, like maybe the upside you just mentioned mm-hmm. is yeah. worth, like you yeah. know, maybe yeah. you know, maybe yeah. this one is worth more than a third. We're rooting for him, so I hear you. And what if he is healthy? I mean, that's really what it is. It, that's yeah. that's all. We just needed a little more time. Yeah, and, and that, that's part of it too. And it, it was a genetic defect in his neck. I don't know the specific term, or I'm not going to try to sound smart. And then he had to have a surgery, and then a healing process, and then he did hurt his leg again, and his first recovery back from that, and has yet to be seen healthy. And then tested very poorly. Yeah. That was another big thing. So teams have concerns. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. So I think a day will come where you can get a second for Justin Ross if you, you know, want you, the more you The more you play this out, um, you, you you throw my narrative back at me with the hype, the little hype. that. But then you just – all you got to do is say Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like – uh, like he didn't he didn't go didn't to the Houston Texans or catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's not catching any balls. Um, yeah, dude. You know what? Like, I don't think you're crazy. You did say it first, and I shut you down. But I could see a world where very little happens, but because of the situation, because of his comeback story, you might be able to get a second couple more catches like that <laughs> well in all it's fairness so silly, in all buddy. fairness to your point how many udfas can you really say that about yeah i i would say that some of the runners you that's some of the running backs that we're talking about if there were some injuries of course you're gonna get that yep yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree with you dude so i think he's somebody that i don't know maybe you put some feelers out on if you can even get him thrown in yeah or, but like you said, it's going to be very rare that you I, – I got him in that league where I got Romeo Dobbs last week and I showed you that where I could just – like nobody seems to be playing. It's concerning. But I did get him off waivers in one league. Mm. So who else you got? All right. So I got two more, one running back, one wide receiver. Do you want both? And if you want both, which one do you want first? Give me the wide receiver and All we'll right. end with the running back that will probably – yeah. All right, so the wide receiver is Charleston Rambo, Carolina Panthers. Um, actually, pretty highly productive at the college level. Uh, first at Oklahoma, where he played behind Marquise Brown and CeeDee Lamb, and then Miami. Um, he peaked in 2021 with 79 catches, 1,200 yards, 14.8-yard average, and seven touchdowns in just 12 games. 
Um, he also had to deal with a quarterback switch. Uh, like I think it was like week four. That's never good for a wide receiver. And then if you look at the Panthers, you go, well, they have Robbie Anderson. They have Terrace Marshall. They have uh, DJ Moore. They even have Rashad Higgins. It seems like they have enough guys. I don't know if, if, uh, if Rambo can make the team, then you look at like the commitment to some of these guys. And honestly, there doesn't seem to be a long-term future for anyone on the team other than DJ Moore. Like, I don't, I don't see a long-term future for Robbie Anderson. I, I think if Terrace Mar- Terrace Marshall has another year like he had last year, there's no long-term f- future there. And Rashad Higgins has been on like three teams in the last four years. I could see a death piece. I could see Rambo possibly making this team. I think if he wants this job, he could earn it. I think he could land on on the Carolina Panthers. I think the thing that we don't know is, you know, what the hell are the Carolina Panthers doing? You know, like, who's their quarterback? Like, what is this team going to look like? Like, are we just, am I just looking at Rambo because I'm looking at the team today? Like we said before, what's the team going to look like tomorrow? Meaning like next year. But if I look at it today, I think there's a chance that Rambo can make the team. I think his opportunity on the team, though, does scare me. I don't know sure. if I'll ever see him play a snap. That's my fear. So I think he could make the team. I th- I'm pretty convinced of that, actually. But I just don't think that I'll ever see him, which means the coaches will never see him play a real game, which means he just sits on the roster and then goes by like like Sammy Reyes, the tight end I was talking about earlier. Yeah. So that, that's my fear. That's why I waited this late in the show to bring up the name. It's also a name I knew before. Before he was a UDFA, I knew of Rambo. It yep, just kind of sticks out. Just kind of sticks out. It's a name easy to remember. Um, the next guy, the running back, is somebody that has again um, a depth chart or guys I don't like. I like I, I like I like the way Swags puts it. There's there's guys I don't like uh, on the New York Giants after Saquon Barkley. There's really no one I like. Um, we have Matt Breida, Gary Brightwell, and then two other former undrafted free agents. That's shallow. Yeah. And then if you throw in that Saquon Barkley really hasn't been able to stay on the field, it gets even more shallow. So I think I'll take the UDFA that the Giants picked up and actually paid a little bit of money, and that's Deshaun Corbin. He's completely free. You, you can, I promise you, if you have the roster depth, he is available. He's a running back. He's on the Giants. They're changing their offense. Very, very, very shallow depth chart at running back right now. And it's the only guy they got. I think this is absolutely worth an ad. I didn't save him for the best for last, but I do think he makes this team. I really, really do. And then if any of those things happen, which have happened year after year, which is these Saquon Barkley getting hurt, or just honestly, just what if he just gets to get in there to spell Saquon Barkley because Breed is not the thing. Gary Brightwell, forget it. So, like, I don't know. I, I think there's an opportunity there. Um, he's a, he's a, um, he was described by scouts as naturally gifted runner who seemingly can find creases where they do not exist. He has above average contact balance, balance and elusiveness. His four, six speed, um, was described as, um, significantly faster on the field. You always hear that. Um, but, uh, his ability to accelerate and generate big plays is another thing he's known for. So these are traits that you like in a running back. His size is, is definitely solid. Six foot, 221 pounds. That's the other thing I'm looking for in running backs later is that they're just the right size. I don't want a speedy little guy. I want a guy that if Saquon was to go down, they would trust him. So yeah. again, Matt Breed is not the guy. And you know, with some of these guys too, what we're really looking for, and we, we said it towards the beginning of the show, is James Robinson. 
Mm-hmm. What really is going to happen is is you're probably going to get a pick or you're going to hold on to these guys too long. That's probably really what's going to happen. Probably. What we're really looking for is James Robinson. And we don't know how or when that there's no way you were not hearing about James Robinson in June on rookie fever. You weren't hearing about him many places at all, quite honestly. Like yeah. it was a complete fluke. So you get a, a few of these running backs, as many as you can, you stack them up. And we had no idea Leonard Fournette was going to be cut that year. No yeah. freaking nobody knew. And then you just had to be active and figure out who was going to rise on the depth chart. And and even that was a bit of a guessing game. I feel like I guessed wrong here. On I guessed wrong. Fever. I was going to go with we nailed it. on. You did. Fever. You did. Thank you for trying and, to include me in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. And um and, but that's what we're really looking for. But that is so rare. And sometimes even these undrafted guys, they might hit and after they're passed around your league for a couple of years, they hit waivers, you know. But so if you get picks most of the time before they hit, like somebody like James Robinson, probably just take it. Yeah. So, yeah, Fenero, really before should. we get out of here. Yes. I wanted I have I have a trade. I, I noticed that shirt. <laughs> I had a trade that I accepted this morning. I wanted you to. Th- Throw me into Dynasty Trades or the the Dynasty Trades calculator at DynastyTrades.com. Give it to me. This is the beginning of a promotion, yes. But I also I, <laughs> I, I accepted this trade and I have no idea how it looks in the nerd calculator. So I sent away Derek Henry and I sent away Trey Sermon. And I got back. Drum roll, please. Jameson Williams. Wow. I'm curious what DynastyNerds.com trade calculator thinks about this. If you put in code fever and say 15%, you could do this all the time. You guys should have to send us some trades. We'll throw some trades into the calculator for you. But we're calculating this now. How did I do? Almost there. So he you had, for this. you know, I was not. You had, So you guys thought I had it already in there. You know I'm doing it live now. I just now. saw the shirt. I just <laughs> saw the shirt and I was like, you know. It was Henry, Henry, and what for Williams and Trey Sermon. Yeah, so Trey Sermon's not much. So I can tell you right now, Henry's worth more than Williams. I knew he was in um, in Dynasty Trades calculator. Yeah, so Trey Sermon's only a hundred. Okay, so the Henry, the Henry Sermon side was three thousand. 412 and the James Williams was 2,541. So technically the Henry side is more valuable. Well, not technically it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I hesitated for a few minutes and then I accepted it. I, you know, I just, I wanted the piece. He had sent me Devonta Smith a couple times. I didn't, I wasn't interested. Right. He sent me Devonta Smith with like a third. I wasn't interested. Two thirds wasn't interested. And then this popped up. 16 team dynasty trades HQ teasing next week's show just a little bit feverish with the trade calculator dynasty trades HQ like maybe it. a couple clues to next week's show but we we're gonna have some good guests for you guys yeah dynasty that was nerds. a 16 team dynasty trades HQ listener league that I completed that trade oh, in nice and you're telling me I lost it how do you feel about it from your opinion here in a vacuum Fenero. yeah so, you know, like anytime anybody asks me my opinion, I want to know all the other details, but I'm going to assume this is a, this is a team capable of winning right now that just gave away Derrick Henry. 
and is hopefully able to start because this is my concern about some of your teams, not all of your teams, is that do you have three legitimate starting wide receivers? Can I ask that question? Like, do you need to start Jameson Williams? Well, legitimate. I mean, so my wide receivers are Cortland Sutton. Uh huh. You know, I'm a huge fan. Corey Davis, Amon mm. Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Give me one good name. Well, one more. And my next best one is probably Nikhil Harry. Oof. It's 16 teams, to be fair. And what? I took no. over an orphan. <laughs> but, so I have Sutton, Amon Ra, and Corey Davis will be my starting. Well, you needed a wide receiver, receivers. clearly. And, yes. you, and you got your guy. You and traded Monra for your Saint guy. Brown, I mean, if, if you're what you're saying here is I need to be able to start a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver, too. You know, so and like you said, I got my guy. Yeah. And Derrick Henry is going to start next season at 29 years of age. Yep. Yeah, you have to move so on my from running that backs, yep. And this is 16 teams, so I feel fairly good about it. But my yep. running backs are Swift. I have a thing for him. But I have Swift, Javante, and Josh oh Jacobs. Oh, wow. So I do have three running backs still, but one of them's Jacobs, which is a descending value asset. But I think he'll have a decent year as long as he stays healthy. So I feel pretty decent at the position for 2022. Any listener listening to this show hears at the beginning of every show me scream, nothing's in a vacuum. This is what I mean. This <laughs> I is exactly, put you in, this is exactly what I mean. Like, listen to this context. He had the running back to give up. He kept all of his young running backs, gives away the 20, gives away, sorry, trades away a 29-year-old running back that just got hurt for multiple games last season with a lot of tread on the tires and got his guy. And in some cases, some people have Jameson Williams as high as their two, their wide receiver two in this class. And there's no reason he couldn't prove that at the end of the season other than, like, I think he's going to have a slow start, which is why I asked you about your other wide receivers. I love this trade for that team. Love this trade for that team. Thanks. Yeah, and I mean, I did need a wide receiver, even though... I know part of that is I need a wide receiver now. You need a wide receiver, yeah. Williams now, but I also have to look at, again, not to be a broken record, but that competitive rebuild. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't – my team, that team can't afford to have Derrick Henry lose any more value on that team. And I believe in giving up assets like Derrick Henry with some – like, you're giving them to somebody and they want something out of it, you you know, like – it's it's not you're not going to get much more next year. So we brought one's, one's on his way down, one's on his way. Totally up. agree. And we brought up this trade to just remind you of the three trade tools that are on DynastyNerds.com. Yes. Three trade tools. There's a trade browser, which if you import all of your teams, by the way, you can import from Sleeper, MFL, Flea Flicker, and FFPC. All of them in one place, which is super cool. You can use the trade browser to pull up whatever league you want and whatever partner you want, and it'll weigh it out for you and say, hey, you need to add a little bit to this if you want it to be a competitive trade or you want this trade to be looked at more favorably or maybe you should take something away. You're offering a little too much. Love that. Then you have the trade calculator, which we just used. Pretty cool little tool. I think you all know what trade calculators are. And then there's the build your own trade tool where it's basically a blank slate. Your teams aren't on there. Their leagues aren't on there, and you just start playing around with values on one side and the other. Um, all three tools, very, very useful. Log on today, sign up today, save 15%. Promo code what, Swags? Code Fever. Use code Fever. 
Freaking follow fever at Artbark TV. Nice. Anybody smart enough to know that you Fenero carry the show tonight. I I chameleoned the shit out of it and blended in the best I could, but brought the heat. Anybody wants to listen back and you can tell Fenero carry this show. I just kind of like did a decent job being here. No, I mean it. And it was a fun show. And I know I brought a little <laughs> bit, but listen back. Seriously, follow at Artmark TV. You can follow me as well at Swagzilla Zero G on the Twitterverse at Rookie Fever. We're still Rookie Fever. We're here for one more minute. Not really. Well, like two and a half. Listen to the song. Listen to the song. If we maybe we'll start putting a little some That's some cool Easter song. eggs in there somewhere at the end. But listen to the damn song. That our rookie fever outro is hot. It's hot. <laughs> right though, it's hot. It is. It's definitely hot. Seriously, Fenero, I appreciate you. I meant everything I said. Thank you. You were. I disagree, but you brought it tonight, man, and and I had a good time. So, we are Rookie Fever, and we are out. We are out.